Welcome to Freedom Fanatics, a production of the Freedom Advocacy Network. This show is every Tuesday at 6 p.m. and on YouTube and Facebook, and you can also find it on IGTV. Each week, we discuss the latest fan content with authors and creators right here. My name is Solon, and this week I'm joined by Alex, who is our digital content coordinator at Fan, and Ben works on uh, works on our Fan Justice team, um, which oversees most of Fan's legal work. Yeah, um, I'm happy to have you guys on the show today. And first up, we'll be looking at our latest explainer video, which Fan releases every Monday. And this week's explainer video is titled Rights or Riots? Why Your Property Ma Rights Matter. So let's have a quick watch. What are property rights and why do they matter? Put simply, property rights are a way of agreeing who has what rights to which property. Imagine that you own a house in a society which does not have formal property rights. In such a society, you'd always have to stay close to your house to defend it, or else somebody could come along and simply take over your house or demolish it. You can't stop them by saying, that's my property, because it won't really be. In contrast, a formal property right makes it clear that you are the owner of the house and that nobody may interfere with it without your permission, even when you are away. But clearly, property rights alone are not enough for you to control your property. You need someone to have your back when it comes to property rights. In most countries, this is the state. The state protects your property rights in three ways. Through laws that establish the rules, courts that interpret and apply those rules, and police that protect your property, for example, when it is threatened by thieves, looters, or rioters. Individual property rights are vital because they form the foundation of personal freedom. They allow you to work for and earn wealth and protect yourself against economic risk and those who mean you harm, including the state itself. They are essential for building prosperous societies because they let you keep ownership of your property even when you're not near it. They allow you to change and improve it, sell it and use it as collateral if you want to borrow money. Make no mistake, property rights are human rights. Protecting them is one of the most important functions of the state. You must ensure that your state protects your property rights and not undermine them. Yeah, so we just watched our latest explainer video, and this week's one focused on property rights. Um, Alex, I'd like to come to you um, first on this. And Alex, when we discuss property rights and the threats to it, such as expropriation without compensation, for example, um, something that a lot of people miss is the fact that the term property is not only limited to some piece of land that exists in the Northern Cape somewhere. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, it ranges from your cell phone to your house to your factory. Um, you know, it, it really does incorporate anything that uh, sort of belongs to you. Um, and obviously, in, in the video, we, re we refer to formal property rights and make a sort of an allusion to a, a signed document. Um, but obviously, there's informal ways of, of uh, assuring that something does belong to you. And so, as, as we point out in the video, it, it really is a foundation to personal freedom and so I, I think you know the argument that needs to be made in order to defend it sort of makes itself um, because yeah without owning and having the respect of the people around you to 
to respect what you own and vice versa is pretty fundamental to a functioning and prosperous society. Yeah, and um, this is uh, that's actually a great segue actually to bring in Ben here because Ben something that I'm really um rather um concerned about. I'm not sure if that's a good word to use, but it's the fact that many of South Africa many of South Africa's um people are are poor. Um, many don't own title deeds, don't have savings, um, don't even have um sophisticated things like assets. Ah, uh, what do we say to those South Africans? who do not really have property of any sort, why are we telling them that property is actually important? Well, I think the, um, the crux of that is that in order to get more people um, empowered, is not, the answer is not to take away property rights. It's to enhance it. It's to expand it. Um, so, um, you know, when you own property... Um, you're more likely to take care of it and take pride in it and feel empowered by it. Whereas if you own, if you live on state land or in a state um, house or something's not owned by you, you're less likely to look after it and take pride in it. And I think it's, it's all about empowerment and property rights can really empower an individual and help them um, uh, raise their standards of living and their, and their lifestyles. So that is what I would say to that. Yeah, okay, perfect. Thank you guys for your thoughts on our recent explainer video. And to our viewers, do not forget to catch our latest watch our explainer videos, which are released every Monday and it can be found on all our social media platforms. You can find it on our YouTube page, um, Freedom Advocacy Network. You can go find it on our Facebook, on IGTV. And you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok at Badger of Liberty, where we release it as well. Um, so up next is our article of the week, which was actually written by Ben. And in it, Ben identifies three watershed legal judgments um, that were rather quite important. Um, so Ben, what are these three legal um, judgments that you identify in your article? Yes, so um, it starts off um, in, in, about 19, in about the 1950s. Sort of start of apartheid, and this is when things sort of started to go downhill. Um, and it was encapsulated in the, the colored voters' cases, which was a trio of cases. And the litigants, the names of the cases aren't really that important because they were just used as sort of vehicles to, um, to challenge this legislation. But basically, um, in the Cape Colony, all, everyone could vote in about 1910. Then in about 1936, um, black people were removed from the vote, but colored people remained on the vote, or colored men, rather. And um, when the National Party came to power in 1948, they wanted to um, change that because the Cape Colony was um, not, not really a majority party for, for, for the MP. Um, Jan Smuts was, was, was quite big in, in the Cape Colony. So... Um, what they did is they wanted to change basically the, the constitution of their time. Or the, um, and in order to do that, they needed a two-thirds majority, which they didn't have. So they passed a couple of acts to, to, to ensure that they had a, a two-thirds majority. They um, packed the Senate, which was one of the houses of parliament back in the day. And then they also packed the, the appellate division, which, is, which was sort of the highest court back in the day. So even if, um, you know... It was challenged that the, the legislation of packing the, the Senate, the, the judges would just rule in their favor. So this created um, an ideology which underpinned apartheid, which was called parliamentary sovereignty. Basically, the legislature had almost supreme power. 
And this was very, very um, concerning, and it, it resulted in many of the racist laws that, that uh, followed. So that was um, sort of the apartheid case. And then we have um, the, my second case that I identified, which was the certification of the Constitution. So we jumped forward 30 years. We've been through a terrible time. And finally, there's been a, um, some negotiations with all the interested parties um, in Codesa 1 and Codesa 2. And finally, you know, we've, we've sort of come to some sort of an agreement. The interim constitution has been passed, and now they're sitting in the constitutional court for the first time, and they're going through the constitution, and they, they're certifying it. And um, Justice Arthur, Arthur Chaskelson, who was the president at, the, at that time, sort of said, you know, I'm not so sure about um, the independence of, of some of the Chapter 9 institutions, like the public protector um, and so forth. And he was also a bit concerned about provincial autonomy. Um, so they sent it back, um, renegotiated, and they finally came to um, the final constitution, which we have today and is a fantastic document which we need to protect. Um, and in my, in, my, in my article, I outlined all the founding provisions which our constitution is based on. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, we jump forward uh, sort of 20, 20 or so years into democracy, to AgriSA, um, which was in 2013. Um, and this is a very important case for one to understand expropriation without compensation. So basically, in this case, there was a mining company called Sabenza, and they um, lost control of an unused mining right, and it, the state basically um, took control of it. And that unused mining right cost a million rand. So they wanted to claim compensation for it. Um, and it went to the Pretoria High Court and the Pretoria High Court said, yes, you can claim compensation for this. However, it went on appeal to the Constitutional Court. Um, and the, our Chief Justice, Mokhoeng Mokhoeng, he was recently appointed at the time of this judgment by Jacob Zuma. Um, he took a different line of, of argument. He said no. The state hasn't um, expropriated this mining right. It has um, taken custodianship of it, hasn't taken ownership of it. In order for something to be expropriation, you must take ownership of it. The state's merely looking after it on behalf of the population. Therefore, it's not expropriation, and there's no compensation that needs to be paid. Um, and this has sort of in in light of of of, of um, all the expropriation bills that have tried to be passed over the last a couple of years, this has um, uh, really been a grave area of concern. And Dr. Anthea Jeffrey, our esteemed um, head of policy research at the IRR, has done a lot of work on this. And she says that um, the sort of definition of custodianship that Mokhoeng uses in, in this judgment aligns with the expropriation bill that's currently making its way through parliament. So to sum up, these three cases span over 65 years of South Africa and sort of really give us a little bit of an idea into each sort of dispensation. Um, so, yeah, those are my three um, judgments that I spoke about. Yeah, that's quite informative, I have to be honest, because I actually, someone who's quite a fan of Mukwing Mukwing, I must say I'm rather surprised at his um, decision-making with regards to expropriation um, with compensation. Yeah, Alex, do you have any final thoughts, like any one of those um, that just like a highlight for you? 
Mm, yeah, I think what sticks out is how how important legal cases are in terms of setting a precedent. Um, and I guess it's it's really cool that you know, as Ben says, watershed cases. Um, I think the the final one is a great one to to mention, and that in that just before COVID struck, one of the big things that the ANC tried to push through was um, in uh, I believe in in the sort of alteration of Section Twenty Five, which sort of relates to expropriation um of the bill of rights is they wanted to circumvent the courts as a mediator for uh, negotiating the expropriation process and that was that was pushed back heavily by civil society and opposition parties barring the eff um and you know because now what's happening in this process is the A- the anc and sort of other left-wing parties are trying to push through the back door um, custodial takings to to sort of weave their way around the whole thing of ownership. And so, you know, if you think that how we highlight um, the importance of property rights and private ownership in the explainer video, and we can see we can see why the, the state really wants to just uh, take a private ownership away because it is that important. And we've just got to think, well, in whose best interest is it that uh, the state looks after your property? Um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a scary thought. So definitely a a, a right and something worth worth uh, protecting for sure. Yeah, Alex Ben, that was a brilliant discussion. Thank you guys for that. And our viewers do not forget to catch us every Tuesday at six pm on YouTube and Facebook. And to join fan, you can sign up at freedomadvocacy.net. And remember that your freedom is worth fighting for.